It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Um, we have to give a shout out, man, because we have the whole team here. We didn't even say that at the beginning. Julia Johannick, Prove, Crivache, Brianna Eden, Madison Keenan, uh, running the AV, running the feed, running the social here, like literally keeping the lights on. Not. <laughs> Not a metaphor. Actually keeping the lights on here. So shout out Young Dynasty team here making it happen, man. Um, Matt Brooks, our third and final guest of the night, man. Like, again, keeping with this whole year, we've really been bringing out a lot of first timers. Um, and you're somebody who we've been seeing each other out like nonstop lately. Quite a lot. Yeah. And it, you know, sometimes I get people on the mic and I'm like, man, this feels overdue. And this uh-huh. feels overdue, man. Thank you so much, Matt Brooks from So Far Sounds. Thanks for coming of up. Of course, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Lucky Glad you got like the branding. I, I wasn't sure if I should have done it. No, but no absolutely. Here we are now. Go for it. Yeah. So So Far Sounds. So So Far Sounds. Um, so Far Sounds. I think a lot of people know. In fact, let me start with this story. I teach at Columbia, and my class right now is freshmen. Okay. So these are all kids who were in high school like three months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 34 which means that I am 100 years old to them, right? <laughs> so sometimes they'll bring things up, and even though I do music work full-time and, like, creative work, they don't really, like, remember that sometimes. So they'll bring things up like, oh, well, you haven't heard of blah, blah, Of course, blah. they like, think you don't know. Yeah, I, I've heard of that. Or, like, I worked, you know, Freaky Deaky this weekend for React or things like that. And so they're giving a presentation. They have to, uh, you know, create these... Um, these companies as a kind of model for their class project. And they're describing like a model of like, Oh, well it's going to be kind of like a pop-up fashion thing, you know? And they're describing it. And I'm like taking notes. I'm like, that sounds like so far sounds the way they were describing it. And so they finish up and I start giving them some notes. I'm like, where'd that inspiration come from for this hypothetical? And they're like, Oh, I mean, you haven't heard of this, but it's this thing so far sounds. And I'm like, give me some (laughs) credit. Like I run into those dudes all the time. So that's a very roundabout way of saying so far sounds. We, we love Columbia, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good. Well, the students there love you guys. Uh, for anyone who isn't familiar, talk about the model of so far sounds and what makes it such a cool way to experience a show. Sure. Um, so so far is is a global community uh, rooted in house concerts and and shows that are in intimate spaces um, with attentive listeners. So the root of what we do comes from the frustration of sort of what happens when you go to a live show today. Um, the first of which is, is people talking, people using their phones or, or getting too drunk and, and not really being there for the music. You know, it's turned live music in many ways has turned into a social experience rather than an experience just to take in the art. Not form. even like a good social experience, uh, yeah, I would say in a lot of ways, it, a, a lot of live distractions. Yeah. Um, you know, where, whereas if you go to listen to classical music or go to an art gallery or, or, dance, you know, you're, you're quiet and attentive. Um, so back in 2009 in London, a few guys started to, to host shows where the point was to be taking in the music. So, um, the artists would be playing without anyone using their phones, without anyone talking and, and they would maybe bring a six pack, bring some friends and meet some people, you know? And, and cause that's, we realized too, that at a lot of shows, you don't end up meeting people half the time too. Um, not, not anymore, man. It's not like, anymore. Yeah. it's wild. I'm like, I'm of the age where when I went to shows, that was that was social networking. That was social media. Like, I went. I grew up in Chicago. I grew to lo- went to local H and Kilhanna shows every month at the Metro, mm-hmm. and it felt like in high school I went to 1,700 of those shows. And I'm not <laughs> complaining, man. That was yeah, yeah. That was my community, and I met like lifelong friends at those shows because we didn't have cell phones in our hand, and that was how you made friends. You were like 
that person looks kind of cool. And you mm-hmm. walked up to them and you're like, what's up? You like Kill Hannah too. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the environment we yeah. try to curate. And, and it's really, it's a beautiful experience because it's so foreign. You, you know, you, you apply to go to these shows without knowing who's playing, without knowing where it is. And you show up and there's three different acts performing um, of very different genres you know, taking away a lot of the, the format that they usually have that they can almost hide behind. You know, they, sure. it's sort of taking away as much of the stage as you can because you might just be in someone's living room sitting on the floor. Um, and, and so it's, it's really a, a grounding experience the first time because you don't really know what to expect. You're sort of on guard and then you feel like you've discovered this secret community, which it basically is. Why do you think that these have resonated with people the way that they have? Because you know this, like, you know, there's so many people who produce events and they're mm-hmm. desperately trying to get people there. And they're like, hey, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing. Here's the lineup. And it can be like pulling teeth, getting people out sometimes. But if you suddenly say like, yeah, we're doing something. We're not going to tell you what it is. People are like, what, where, when, how do I go? You know, The, the secrecy is definitely enticing. Sure. Um, and I, I, think, I think beyond that, the idea that it's so global really helps too because – because it's not like we're doing anything new. Um, house concerts are not new. Well, the sure. concept of doing a house show, but, but the format in which we do it, we think is new. Um, and, and so whether you discover so far um, by being brought as a plus one from someone that's like, I don't really know. I'm going to this concert thing. You want to come with me? And you bring a six-pack, and, and you're both doing it. Or if, if you see a YouTube video, because you can, you can be discovering an artist in Istanbul or, or anywhere with... 100 Facebook likes, so you could be watching Bastille perform on a, a So Far London video. Sure. But you see that little logo in the bottom, and you're like, I want to do this. Yeah, well, and something else, and, and let me know your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you think that this has contributed to why this is a cool concept. Like, I think the f- oversaturation of festivals overall, and certainly there's a lot in Chicago, and I do a lot of the festival but, things, so I'm not even, like, being, like, down to festivals, but mm-hmm. I've seen that change the music climate in I think America and Chicago specifically a lot because there used to be like X amount of shows at small venues all summer and all year and all the radius clauses I've kind of dried that out so it, I guess for me like when I look at again that model of like when I was a kid and I went to the metro once a week I don't know if that exists for 16 mm-hmm. year olds now or 19 year olds but if there is like a so far sounds event every single day that probably does become like that kind of like underground community, right? We, we definitely have our regulars. Um, and, and any show you go to, you'll see that the crowd is a, a pretty healthy balance of people who haven't been before and people who maybe have been in five different countries or, or have been 20 times in Chicago, you know, or, or they go once or twice a month. And, and with the recent growth in Chicago's branch specifically, you know, starting with about one show a month every month for the first three years up until this January, and now we're up to 28 in November. I mean, it's, it's really exciting to be seeing how much how many chicagoans and how much we can how much music we can showcase in this city really what do you attribute chicago specifically's reaction to this like why do you think it is kind of caught on this way in chicago um because again like it's a great concept but there's no guarantee that it's going to like catch fire the way that Mm -hmm. it has but clearly in chicago it's really working yeah well I think it goes back to the first interview that, that Chicago is arguably the most creative city in the world. And, and in that, you know, seeing so many great Chicago musicians and artists and, and different collaborative people and companies, it's, I, I think that just the word of mouth alone has been enough in Chicago specifically to make it really desirable to people. Because, I mean, you're not going to see an advertisement for so far um, 
you know, globally it has it's not like the YouTube ad before Correct. you like yeah, yeah, get yeah. to, yeah. And, yeah. and globally it has spread through word of mouth. I mean, we, we don't branch in six years to 283 cities and 60 countries without having substantial word of mouth and people recognizing that this is different and this is worth your attention. Whenever I teach any kind of marketing lesson in my classes, I always talk about how word of mouth is the most valuable. You can see 30 ads for a new burger place and that doesn't mean anything. But so if I tell you, tells you mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, I went to what's it called, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the best burger I've had in three years. Like that You're means go. more than any paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if somebody's saying like, dude, I went to this house show, I'm like, I caught Saba there or I caught, you know, whoever it is. And it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. that recommendation is priceless. Yeah. And I think that touches on something really interesting and in what so far does as well in that you don't know who you're going to see. You, you could see Saba, like we sure. had you know, a few weeks back. You could see X Ambassadors, Karen O, Hosier, some of these larger it's acts that we've hosted. It's not just local. Yeah, or you can see Tatiana. Sure. Which will yeah. be coming up soon. Well, really I cool. know that you just but, had Sylvie Grace on, who's mm-hmm. a friend of the podcast as oh, well. Oh, yeah, plenty of times, actually. I love yeah. That. So let's try to talk about your role in this mm-hmm. as well. Um, how did you get involved with So Far Sounds? Kind of bring us into your, like, origin story with all this. Sure, sure. So um, I was in Indianapolis at school at Butler um, mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, and I was interning at Do 317, which is Do 312's partner company, sure. doing yeah. doing some uh, administrative stuff on the website and and building pages. And I stumbled across So Far Sounds. And uh, what turned out to be a very seemingly minuscule decision turned into something that has brought me here. You know, I, I could have chosen to delete the page and forget I saw it or part of my internship, finish the page and, and create it and, and build the website. And, and I'm lucky that I chose that small, it's that red that pill, small blue piece. pill. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so I finished the page and I was like, this is fucking cool. Uh, and, and I ended up realizing that it wasn't in Indianapolis. And so like so many of our so far cities after interviewing and, and try, getting a, a interview up on the website, I asked if I could start it. Um, and so only seven cities in so far globally of those 283 are, have at least a f- one full-time person. And yeah. so I was doing that all volunteer in Indianapolis for, for a little over a year till I graduated. Um, and it, it was, it's just so much fun because when you look at so far being able to harness the power and the energy of over 2000 volunteers in those 60 countries, none of those people feel like it's work. It's, it's, you know, you feel like you're being like, feeding into this community and really making something special happen. And that's what it was for me. And, and it just so happened that, you know, myself growing up in LaGrange, just, just west of here, um, that when I was about to graduate, this opportunity came up in Chicago. And so I'm, you were from Chicago initially. I, I, I wouldn't Chicago, say Chicago. Yeah. But that's I mean, the common, uh, common mistake, I suppose, from Chicago land. But, yeah. Chicago land. Yeah. But I mean, like you weren't from Indiana, Indiana no, initially. No, no. Right. Okay. So then you come here to Chicago and like you said, it was kind of like one show a month. Like, when mm-hmm. did that aha moment really start to kick in? It sounds like it was this year. Yeah. So, so I actually came in order to spur the growth from right. one, um, and and it really came when we were seeing five, six, seven hundred applications for one show that might be in a living room of a fifty cap. Uh, applications meaning of audience, not the artist to audience, perform, but yep. the audience to attend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that many people would be applying, most of which with a plus one in mind. So you're looking sure. at over a thousand ticket requests on average for one event that is, could be in a living room or a room, basically this, this <laughs> for, size for this. 15 people. Yeah. 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 And, so, and we realized that, that 
while the exclusivity is, is special and something that sort of makes so far feel really cool to people, we also want it to be accessible and not too exclusive. And, and we saw it sort of edging a little too exclusive at that point, I think. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You don't want to be, you don't want it to get mean girls. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So now you guys are doing like basically one event per month. It's the, or I'm not per month, per day essentially is the model now. And a lot of those, though not exclusively, a lot of those are based around Chicago artists. How have you guys cultivated those relationships and like talk about working with the Chicago talents that are doing, I think, so many of these shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's just so special to be in a city that's so collaborative. I mean, you were talking about how, you know, whether it's Fake Show Drive or Consequence or these, these hyper-local sure. outlets are talking about, you know, this artist just dropped this track and w- with no name with Jamila, with all of these people. I mean, you have so many artists that are working together and it's so special when from so far's perspective, we have that reputation of, of we're here to be lifting these artists up. I mean, you know, we're, we're not here to try and get a bunch of money out of you like a venue might, or just get he- like heads in the door. I mean, we have that audience built in and I think that being able to genuinely meet and help lift up these artists has been really special for us. And, and I think it's been recognized and and once you just just like the word of mouth for an audience, a large portion of our artists have come from other artists that have played that have referred us to them or told them to play. Yeah, that um, word of mouth. Man, or or we like... stumble across them and, and reach out. I think I, I think I reached out to you, Tatiana. But but um, you know, most of the artists we get are referrals. Yeah. So you're working with these great Chicago talents right now, like you said, like you got Tatiana coming up. I know Saba's done it. I know Sylvie's done it. Like a lot of great acts. Like, where do you see the model going from here now that, obviously it's been established in Chicago, but now that it, it seems like it's really activated on a different level. Well, you know, it's, it's very interesting because you know, not all of our shows are in living rooms anymore. You know, we could be doing shows in, in some commercial spaces and as long as they're unique spaces that, that can right. curate that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been able to try so many different things. I mean, we've ventured into spoken word acts. We've ventured into live painting. We've ventured into crossing over into a lot of different forms of art and, and trying out a lot of unique spaces. And, and that's what's been very fun about this growth phase, um, which has been spurred actually by some recent investment from Virgin and Richard Branson, yeah, yeah, we should which talk is amazing. About that. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, beyond that, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing the new things we can do because thinking about just how much growth so far as well as so far Chicago has had just in 2016, it, it's astounding. I mean, in January, I think just about January, so far hit its 2000th gig ever. And in November alone, we have 500 across the network. I mean, and that's crazy. And that growth has been such a beautiful thing to be a part of. Has Chicago been like kind of a leader with that then? Or would you say this is one of the most, I don't know, like activated cities out of the whole so far model? Or Yes, uh, we're fourth numbers wise. Just I mean, behind, that's huge. Yeah, just behind LA. I think LA has 40 this month. London and New York each, I believe, have 100 in November. I believe that. Which is wild. And yeah. I can't fathom, I don't want to think well, and, about and that. And New York, yeah. I mean, it's also so, it's such a larger territory, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chicago is not structured the same way as New York. So, yeah. Of course. yeah. Um, right on, man. So, you guys are doing all this really cool stuff. And, and the Richard Branson investment, like, let's talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. what has that meant for, for you and, like, and the brand and all that kind of stuff? Because Richard Branson, I was reading on the Virgin blog, he made a couple of posts about, like, why he, he invested did. in it. Um, and it was going back to a lot of what we're talking about, the, like the community that comes mm-hmm. and shows um, versus now everyone's on their phone and nobody wants to be bothered. I mean, I think everyone's default mode now is when you're in the Uber, 
and you're on the phone in the back of the Uber, and the Uber driver's like, so, did you see the game last night? And you're like, all right, all right, I guess I'm talking to the Uber driver now. <laughs> but our default mode is like, I'm ignoring the Uber driver in everything we do now. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of where people put on their armor when they leave the house. It's like, really... hey, I'm looking at a screen, don't bother me. Yeah, so, I, I can't see you, you can't I see can't, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, buddy, I'm on a phone. <laughs> so, anyway, we got on a tangent of how antisocial but, people are, but no, I Richard it. Branson, like, I know that he's a believer in it, obviously he invested in it, he made these great blog posts about it, like, how has that impacted the operation here in Chicago? I mean, it's been so special because I believe that this investment was Richard's first investment, Sir Richard. His first investment, Yeah, we're just throwing around like, (laughs) our buddy Rich. Yeah, Yeah. Richie. Sir Richard Branson, of course, of Virgin. Uh, I believe it was his first investment in anything musical since Virgin Records. And and so that came, you know, as a huge compliment to us, Um, you know, especially when he went out and and came to some shows in London, met the founders. I mean, it's it's been so refreshing to get the support from someone so world-renowned for for his vision. Um, Oh, yeah. And that's what makes it really exciting that this year we've proven that we could grow to the level we have. Um, and then beyond that, working towards not having investors and being sustainable as a company. Um, because then we can continue to lift up artists, show more music, help musicians become discovered, um, and produce great content. Which, which yeah. I mean, the YouTube channel is one of our biggest pieces, too. Yeah, well, absolutely. Because if you can only get 15 people in a room, there's no limit on how many people can mm-hmm. watch the video. Yeah. Um, if an artist wants to get involved with So Far Sounds, if somebody's like watching, listening, and going like, I want to play one of these, or mm-hmm. if somebody's sitting here being like, well, how do you attend? Like, bring us into the you know kind of behind the scenes of if you want to perform at So Far and if you want to attend at So Far. Sure. Um, I mean, the the biggest thing is to go to one first and and see what that experience is like. Even as an artist, I think um, it's it's so special to me when I'm working at a show or, or when I'm just at a show, when I know that there's an artist in the in the audience and they come up and they say, this was amazing, I want to be a part of it. That's so much more genuine than reaching out online. But at the same time, on the website, there's the application to attend, which we've talked about. There's apply to perform. There's apply to host because we need hosts. I mean, just because we have hosted in the Sears Tower doesn't mean we don't need hosts. And, right. and we like to do as many apartments as we can. And so as far as getting involved, the easiest thing is going to a show first. But beyond that, using the website for the application as well. You know what, man? You just put a bad idea in my head because I have a three-bedroom in Pilsen that I just live alone at. It is recorded now. Yeah, it's on the stream. Let's let's set something up. We might be able to throw like 10 people in there (laughs) before it becomes unruly. Um, But it's really cool, man. Like, this is such a great operation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I've seen so many of the artists that we have brought on Dynasty Podcast be a part of. Um, And it's just, it's great for the musical culture here because, I mean... I know you see this, but it's like, man, those shows meant everything for me as a kid when I saw all my friends, you know, every two weeks at the Metro or at like Mm -hmm. those kind of venues. And I was like, man, this is my community versus now you just kind of carry all your friends in a phone and just kind of ignore everyone except for like four people. And it's like, and now I'm an old man yelling at, at, now I'm just Black Mirror. But yeah. I love that show first off. But but secondly, it sinks in when when you're on a a train car or a bus and every single person is looking down at their phone. And I mean, you, some things you can't change, but those are, I, I've had moments in the commute where that's just like, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. To, to give you maybe 30 minutes per set or two hours for the whole show to disconnect and, and feel like you're a and part of connect. something. 
And connect, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, what's the website where people can find out everything they need to know about SoFar Sound? SoFarSounds.com. Yep, Very and then easy. slash Chicago for the... Yep, slash okay. Chicago. And that's where you can see the, the 28 shows. Um, I mean, I guess we're a few days into November now, but a little less than 28. It's wild, shows. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do something cool together. Absolutely. Whether it's this year or, like, you know, next year, because we do... On our end, we do live panels every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, we do this every Sunday night where it's, like, just the live interviews, not a panel format. Like, And we have a lot more programming coming up on, on our end with Dynasty Podcast because, you know, it's it's the time to do it. So, mm-hmm. like, it'd be really cool to find some way to kind of, like, do a So Far Dynasty collab. It'd be wonderful. Like, something that'd be, like, really exciting, mm-hmm. really cool. Um Matt Brooks, director at So Far Sound Chicago, man. Thank you so much for coming up here, Thank man. Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.